Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Boiler Alert Podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. Brian Bonaparte. And we're back today. Today we're going to be talking about Camden Heidi for the Purdue basketball team, and then we're going to talk about the game against Irish national champions, Northwestern, Mm -hmm. uh, for the Purdue Boilermakers. And Northwestern obviously has had quite a bit of change since last season, uh, both coaching staff and player personnel. So Ryan is going to give us the rundown on that, but... Uh, Ryan, I understand you had a question for me today before we got started. I did. Um, so, it's well known across the X-verse <laughs> that uh, Ahsoka is coming out today, streaming on Disney+. Plus. Yes. How excited are you for this show? I'm incredibly excited, uh, and it actually came out Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, they had a two-episode okay. premiere. I have not watched it yet because my wife wants to watch it. And you, so, you know, we, we have to watch it together so I can't TV cheat on her. Um, but um, Ahsoka has been one of my favorite characters since the Clone Wars uh, cartoon. I've seen every episode of the Clone Wars cartoon, every episode of Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon, um, that she is also mm-hmm. in. Uh, spoilers for, like, a six-year-old cartoon. Um but and she's also my avatar for Disney Plus, okay, uh, for my profile, and she has been since day one. So I am very excited, and I think Rosario Dawson is an excellent choice to play her. 
I was just about to say the same thing. Yep. Um, my avatar is Jabba, by the way. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. So, yep. It was that or Baloo from the jungle. So, interesting choices that it came down to the two of them. Hardly could be more opposite. Yeah, it happens. But I mean, similar. Uh, I don't want to say physique because one is a giant slug and one's a bear. Right. But. But you know, yeah, they they do have similar similar body types. I would say both big and squishy. Yeah, big and squishy. Um, yeah, so I am very excited for the Ahsoka show. Um, they released the latest like commercial for it, and you can hear um, Hayden Christensen as Anakin, and of course oh. Anakin was her um, her Jedi master, um, mm-hmm. and he, she was his Padawan. Um, while she was in the Jedi Order. So uh, I assume they're having him come back. I've tried to avoid most of the spoilers uh, for the show because I'm so excited about it, but um, it it should be pretty good, and it is really cool um, to see Hayden Christensen come back. I mean, he took a lot of Mm -hmm. crap when he was in the prequels just because I think some of the writing was so bad and, uh, you know, cards on the table, he didn't do great uh, acting at times. But, you know, he was a young guy, uh, huge role, so I understand the pressure. So it's cool to see him get reaccepted by the fans and to get these opportunities to kind of go deeper into the character because if you watched the Clone Wars cartoon or uh, even Rebels, uh, the other cartoon, you really got a better look at Anakin's fall to the dark side that I think mm-hmm. the movies didn't really allow you to to take the time to see the slow descent into the dark side. It was just oh, my wife is going to die. I'm evil now and will murder children. And, like, I know that's oversimplifying it. There were things, that, you know, with the Sand People and um, Count Dooku and all that beforehand, but it's it was just a little too rushed for me in the movies. So it was, it was much more uh, complex and a slow burn in the cartoon, and that's really why I liked it. Yeah, I mean, they, they made him talk about sand. <laughs> like... What it's, are you going to do with it's that? It's rough and act- irritating. Yeah. Uh, it's rough and coarse, and it gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. And and uh, him and I Natalie mean, Portman, just absolutely negative chemistry. Yep, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So you hit the nail on the head. You literally took the words out of me. So um, good, good on uh, Hayden Christensen for making a comeback, even though – I was kind of on his side beforehand. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to... People get so mad at actors when they, like, do bad in a role or, ru- quote, ruin a franchise, end quote. But, like, they can only work with what's on the page. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love Star Wars more than the next person. Um, but right. I'll be the first one to tell you, George Lucas, he really struggles with dialogue. Um, you know, he can write some real clunkers. And so to put him completely in charge of the prequels um, with basically no one to second-guess him or, you know, push back, you're going to get some bad dialogue. And Hayden Christian wasn't Christensen wasn't the only one who suffered through that in the prequels. Uh, every actor did, so, you know. Not Jar Jar. Yeah. No, well, he after that first movie, he lost a lot of momentum. Uh, didn't really have a big role in the other ones. Ah. Uh. All right, so... Lord Jar Jar. Yes, Darth Jar Jar. Um, So, now that we've got Star Wars talk out of the way, which I'm very, still very, very excited for, um, as a reminder, we are part of the Fans First Sports Network, and as such, 
they are running a contest uh, for every one of our listeners has a chance to go in and enter. And I want to give you just kind of an idea of what it is. But to do that, Ryan, you are a Chicago Bears fan. Is that right? I am. It uh, has its moments. Yeah. And who? What is their? who is their week one opponent? Their week one opponent are the Green Bay Packers in Soldier Field. So kind of a big deal for a game, right? Oh, yeah. Especially considering Aaron Rodgers, the bad man is gone. The bad man. Uh, yeah, and he's he's slumming it in New York now, so we will see how that works for him. Although he is also on HBO, so uh, it's mm. not going too bad for him. So, with that what in mind, with say again, that what drug is that? Aaron Rodgers probably took it. Oh uh, yeah, HBO. Yeah, or Max. I guess technically, I don't even know if it airs on like HBO on cable, or if you can only mm. get it on Max. I don't even know. It's finding television shows can be a nightmare at times. You never know if it actually airs over the air. Who knows? It's it's a wild time we live in. Um, so you are obviously a fan of Chicago Bears. How would you like to attend their week one game against the Green Bay Packers? I can't afford to. Well, there you go. Well, you're in luck. So the folks at uh, Fans First Sports Network are giving away four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice. So it doesn't have to be the Bears. If you're a fan out there listening and you hate the Chicago Bears, doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be the Bears just because Ryan likes them. Doesn't have to be the Buccaneers just because I like them. You can go to any week one game, four tickets, up to a total cost of $5,000. So these aren't going to be nosebleed seats. These are going to be you know seats of up to $5,000. So you, you can find yourself a pretty decent seat at just about any NFL stadium with that kind of cash. Um, yeah. Here's how you enter. Very simple. And we're going to put this in the show notes so you can find it as well. Just go to contest.fansfirstsports.com. You will find a, you know, a contest form, more or less. You fill it out. Submit it. That's it. You're done. You've been registered to win the four free tickets to any Week 1 NFL game. So it's just that simple. What are you waiting for? Enter for a shot at seeing your favorite team in action. The contest ends on September 4th, at which time a winner will be drawn and notified. So, I mean, I think it's a pretty cool deal. Um, really great idea from the folks at Fans First Sports Network to kind of uh, continue to get momentum for their new network and build some buzz about, honestly, a pretty great prize. I mean, $5,000 for four tickets is a pretty uh, hefty chunk of change you can spend. Yeah, absolutely. And as I mentioned on the Twitter or the X, <laughs> if you win and you happen to be going to a Bears game or a Bucks game and you have an extra ticket or two, yeah, you know, you we can, like football. You can you can throw something our way. Uh, it's like that yeah. scene. It's like that scene in Wedding Crashers when they're doing the mediation for the divorce and they're talking about the the airline miles and they're like, hey, you know, if you want to throw some miles our, our way, we'll take some miles. No big deal. No pressure. But, you know, if you've got them, you want to throw them, we'll take them. Uh, so I'm not going to – if you win, if you're a listener of the Boiler Alert podcast and you win, I'm not going to, you know, make you give me a ticket. But if you've got an extra, if you're like, hey, you know, these guys have entertained me for hours and I would like, you know, to give something back to them, uh, I'm not going to turn you down. Yeah. So, I mean, just keep I it think- in mind. I think they definitely get a shout-out on the podcast. I, yeah. I think we can work that out. Yeah. We, I mean, we could work out all sorts of deals. But, uh, oh, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, Ryan and I cannot win the contest uh, as employees of Fans First Sports Network, um, independent contractors technically, but, you know. So 
that's that's thanks for us, but it's a great opportunity for you to go out there, uh, try to win some tickets to the NFL uh, Week 1 game of your choice. So, as I said, it's just contest.fansfirstsports.com, and it will be in the show notes as a link, so you can check it out there. So, there you go, folks. We're going to take a break, come back, talk about Camden Heidi, and then Purdue's game against Northwestern. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we are back. So moving on through the Purdue men's basketball roster, we are at yet another guy who we have really never seen play uh, a minute of Purdue basketball, you know, that counted. Uh, he, he played in three of the four games over in Europe. I'm talking about Camden Heidi. He is a redshirt freshman, so he was on the squad last year, but um, he did take mm-hmm. a year to uh, learn the system, you know, get acclimated to college, uh, came to Purdue out of um, Wasatch Academy in Utah, uh, originally from Wazata, Minnesota, so uh, two W schools right there. Um he was he came in to Purdue. He was also recovering from a foot injury, so that's another reason that the redshirt was necessary for him. Um, which anytime you can take a year to recover from a foot injury, it is it is very good. Um, hopefully, you'll come back full strength. You don't want to don't want to really mess with that, like we talked about last week with uh, Will Berg. So, as I said, Heidi played in three of the four games over in Europe. We've got his stats up right here. He was six of seven from the field, including an impressive three for three from three. Uh, made all four of his free throw attempts, ended up with five rebounds, one assist, one block, four steals, and three turnovers. So, um, you know, that's a pretty good bit of work for a guy who was getting his first real action in basically a year. Um, So he is listed um, on the Purdue website as 6'7", 205 pounds. I'm not sure if they've updated that for this season yet. 
um, his weight may have gone up a, a little bit there. Um, you know, he's a big guy. He's he's built fairly uh, strong, but he's also mm-hmm. really shown a good touch um, shooting the ball. You know, came in as a four-star recruit, known as an excellent athlete and a strong shooter. Um, so really, I mean, he really has a lot of potential here at Purdue um, at the three or the four um, position. Again, Purdue is in this in this situation where they've got a lot of guys at the forward position um, who can play, and it's just a matter of finding them minutes. Yeah, for sure. And I think the first thing that you really notice with Camden Heidi is just he's an athlete, an athlete, you know, all three syllables for him. <laughs> um, just you notice it. He actually, the reason he played three games in Europe and not four is because he sort of hurt himself just going for a crazy dunk that most people don't attempt, let alone make. He made it, but then landed on his back. So he's he might have to tone that down a little bit, but he definitely has just the raw athleticism that, Matt Painter's not truly known for for getting guys yeah. like that. Yeah, that's true. And when it comes to this incoming class, I mean, we'll touch more on Miles Colvin next uh, next episode. But um, the freshman class last season, Heidi was the most athletic of the four between him, Berg, Lawyer, and Smith. Hands down, he was the most athletic of those four. And that is really telling that he had to take a uh, redshirt year because he wanted to get more experience. I mean, if everything else rounds out and he's left with, you know, solid gameplay to back up his athleticism, watch out. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be really nice. And as you mentioned, his shooting was very nice in Europe. I mean, albeit... Small sample size, mm-hmm. but you still, you love to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've seen the comparison to other former Purdue players who played the four position. Um, specifically, I've seen people point to Robbie Hummel, but a more mm-hmm. athletic Robbie Hummel, um, <laughs> which, you know, we all love Robbie Hummel. Um, incredibly athletic was not something you would describe about the way that he plays the game of basketball. Um you know, he was not a not a high flyer, not a, a huge jumper, um, whereas Heidi has those attributes. Um, right. H- Heidi could be, you know, we could all be so lucky as to have a career like Robbie Hummel did at Purdue. So uh, I'm not nearly saying he will, but there is a comparison there that I've, I've seen made um, between the two. But it, it, it is yet to be seen how how Heidi will do on an actual college squad. Um, it's... Right. He he is a very very exciting prospect though, um, as you said. You know, ath- he's an athlete with those three syllables. Um, he's got great measurables, great size, uh, been shown to be a good shooter. And where do we think he fits in on the floor? And who who should be worried about losing minutes to a guy like Camden Heidi this season? Oh, I mean, pretty much everyone who's a four and a five. <laughs> um, that's it's difficult. Um, I would think he slots in more of like a 3-4 yeah, kind of player. Yeah, I would think so. So, but as we've always mentioned, you know, uh, you know, Zach Eady plays hockey and Purdue has a log jam at this position. At, yeah. In 
Um, I think the person who might be uh, pressed for minutes at the, you know, who loses minutes that go to Heidi might be Mason Gillis. You think so? Just just because he's more of that 3-4 hybrid, and you're not going to use him as the big man almost ever. Um, Do you mean mean Heidi, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And... I, I just think that seems to be more of the slot that Heidi goes into. Fits more of what Gillis does, but obviously I don't see Heidi being the ultra scrappy player that Gillis is, but not many people are. Yeah, see, that's, a, that's a tough comparison. So there's definitely a spot for him on this team. It's just a matter of... Matt, I, I do not envy Matt Painter and having to do these rotations. No, no, and... In the in the era of the transfer portal, you got to find a way to keep everybody happy, especially right. you know for a guy like Heidi who we think has great potential and is obviously incredibly talented. Painter knows that this freshman year isn't going to be what makes Heidi's career. Heidi's career right. is going to be made in his junior and senior seasons. Um, once he's been in the system, once he's improved, once he's been playing a ton of minutes, um, but Painter also has to make sure that he is happy in the program, happy with his opportunity, so that he does stay at Purdue until his junior and senior years, so that he gets that opportunity to truly show what he's capable of in a Purdue uniform. So the era of the transfer portal makes it that much harder to keep Mm -hmm. a lot of talented backups on your squad because these guys, if you're playing high major, you know, Division um, you know, even Big Ten basketball especially, you're on scholarship. You are a good basketball player. You are yes. most likely, you know, an alpha player at your school. You know, you were the man on the team. You were the go-to, or at the very least, you were top two, you know, if you had another star on your team in high school. Now suddenly you right. come into into college, and if you're not getting that opportunity, that competitive nature of those people really can, can uh, push them to make rash decisions. And that's what I worry about. Yeah, but the thing that I think Matt Painter is very good at is he is just up front with his players. He will tell you like it is, and I think that's almost comforting in a way for an athlete, right? Like, Matt Painter will tell you, you know, I need your red shirt. I'm going to make you better for your uh, in the long run, and a player will be more likely to stick it out. So, in... You know, and to the point where if Matt Painter tells you the truth and you decide, well, this isn't for me, then you have the option to go into that transfer portal and go somewhere else. That doesn't happen too often under Matt Painter, though. Um, Players don't transfer out from his program, and I think it's just because he's truly upfront. He runs a great program, and he's got this down. You know, how many times have you seen a Purdue player take their red shirt? freshman year and then excel in those later years i mean we talked this last season about how rare it was for smith and lawyer to come in at such a young age as a freshman and start that's because matt painter doesn't do that he plays the long run and he builds careers for his players yeah i mean i'll I'll quibble with a couple things you said there um i mean Uh matt painter does have his his fair share of transfers um but I guess 
he generally doesn't have the guys transfer out and go really star somewhere else. Um, okay. So yeah. because I mean, even even guys who redshirted and then they leave uh, with one year left. You know, we saw. Um, Matt Harms did that. Eric Hunter Jr. Uh, granted, that I believe was a COVID situation. Um, not sure of his of the eligibility there. Uh, yeah, it was a COVID because he had that extra year. Um, and mm-hmm. then um, Kendall Stevens, of course, um, left was one year left after redshirting. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he, he's had a, a just his fair share of guys, just like everybody else. But I would argue that he doesn't generally have um, the big stars uh, leave and then go find a place elsewhere and really excel. So I, mm-hmm. I would just say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Heidi is an exciting prospect. We're going to see what he does. Um, and I'm, I am sure you are right that painter has been 100% open and honest with him about kind of what he expects from him this year and the log jam at the four position, um, and what that means for him long term. So uh, I'm just excited to see him play, um, mm-hmm. and and see where his career goes. So, um, anything else on Heidi before we move over to the Irish World Champions? Uh, I'm nope. sorry, Just Irish National like... Champions. Right. Okay. Right. All right. <laughs> so, coming up next on the Purdue football schedule is a game against, as I've called them, the Irish National Champion Northwestern Wildcats, who've had a pretty sleepy off season. Um, not much going yeah. on. You know, you haven't really heard about them, and they're pretty much the exact same team as last year who uh, won all of one game against our favorite opponent, Nebraska. So um, last year they were 1-11, one of the absolute worst teams in Division I, um, and, you know, just just bad all around. Started out 1-0, came back to America, and lost every single game on United States soil. Um, and that includes games against Southern Illinois, uh, Duke, and Miami of Ohio. So, mm. ugh, you know, that, those are tough. So, obviously, we're joking about their quiet offseason. Ryan, can you fill folks in on uh, why they might have seen uh, Northwestern in the news this summer? Right. So, up, for, up until this season, we would always call Northwestern the Fighting Fitzgeralds. We are no longer allowed to do because news broke in this offseason that Northwestern had a bit of a hazing problem in their pro- football program. Seems like it might have been um, in every program. They, they're they having some trouble right. elsewhere, too. Yeah, football just always gets the headlines. Of course. So, so the several, several uh, players, former athletes, and you know students at Northwestern have come forward and have put credit to that there was a hazing issue at Northwestern for numerous years and it was all right underneath Pat Fitzgerald's nose. Whether or not he knew about it, whether or not he partook in anything, it's not out yet. There is an ongoing investigation into this. However, it's to the point where if you didn't know what was happening. It's almost negligence. Yeah. So Pat Fitzgerald, no longer the Northwestern head coach. He is currently trying to do countersuits and everything. It's just an ongoing legal mess in Evanston, Illinois. Yeah. And and, and I mean, as of now, he's gone. And and he was like Northwestern's favorite son. 
I mean, yes. could do no wrong in the eyes of Northwestern fans. Of course, he played at Northwestern, now back home coaching um, at his alma mater, um, and really had done a great job overall at Northwestern. I mean, he's without a doubt, I think, the most successful Northwestern football coach of all time. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, so to see him kind of booted out so unceremoniously was really quite a shock. Um, mm-hmm. And some, and I, I honestly, I can't even tell you the name of their current head coach who's on an interim basis. Um, David right. Braun. There you go. There you go. Um, so he has got his work cut out for him. And then they did this stupid thing in the off season where they wore shirts with like, that said like, uh, Northwestern cats versus, versus the world. Yeah. Cats versus the world. And it had Fitzgerald's number on it from when he played. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> it, if you're this guy, you just got to like put your head down. You got to lay low. Right. You got to eat the shit that you're going to be taking because you're in a terrible situation. I don't know if this guy had anything to do with it, knows anything about it or not, but like you got to understand where you are, like read the room a little bit. I understand Mm -hmm. sports have the mentality of like, how dare anyone speak about us outside the locker room? What happens in the locker room, you know, is sacred stays in the locker room, but like there are exceptions. And when there's Mm -hmm. the kind of hazing that allegedly uh, took place at Northwestern, you know, Someone needs to speak up, and someone's gotta gotta bite the bullet and and face some consequences. And when that guy goes down, if you get the opportunity to step up, you kind of just gotta shut up and basically eat your vegetables. You know, deal with it. It's yeah. gonna be an awkward situation, but move forward uh, and try to not make noise. Right. Yeah. And you know, your head coach is fired because there's toxicity in the program and then you really do one of the more toxic things you can do in uh in his defense that yeah as you said it's not a good look it's just there's a complete mess over at northwestern they were supposed to renovate ryan field oh yeah now they're trying to put that on hold because of the instability in the program and just absolutely insane yeah i mean (laughs) i mean this this scandal is gonna cost them just millions of dollars and could set back their football program by years if not you know a decade or more Mm -hmm. so yep so uh, other than the coaches ryan how are things going at northwestern well considering last season their offense scored 21 total touchdowns um not great they I know you said it was a sleeper of an offseason, jokingly, but it was really a sleeper of an on-season for the football team. They did not do well outside of one player. One player accounted for a third of their touchdowns. <laughs> what, what was it, Charlie Jones? Jeez, who's he uh, think he is? Nope, not quite. It was Evan Hull. So, I don't even think I know who that is. He's their starting running back. He ran for 913 yards and caught uh, or and received f- 546 yards. So you know that's a good season. Yeah, you know, yeah, seven that's a pretty touchdowns good season. on the year. It's just nobody else contributed. Um, their top receiver had, albeit almost 700 yards, but no one else had more than 250. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. So it was just an anemic offense. The 
There was a point, I believe they were on their fifth-string quarterback. Whew. Just from injuries. Their I, starting quarterback, can, their main starter, was Ryan Holinsky. Can you even who, name Can you even name Purdue's fifth-string quarterback? Um, Right now? Yeah. No. I can't either. It used to be Aiden O'Connell at one point. <laughs> that is true. That is true. As he was ascending. Um, yeah, it's it, it's bad. So, I mean, Ryan Holinsky did what he could. In eight games, he threw for 1,600 yards, six touchdowns, but seven interceptions. So, not great, but there's worse quarterbacks out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a matter of when you're playing your fourth, fifth-string quarterback, you have no shot. Mm-hmm. It's... <laughs> Especially when your offensive playmakers are not playmakers, um, you're you're digging yourself into such a big hole. Um, over the course of their last five games, they averaged seven points a game. Oof! And those were I'm looking at their schedule from last year. Those were games home against Minnesota or home against Ohio State at Minnesota at Purdue and against Illinois. So I mean. Two really good defenses, and then Purdue and Minnesota. Yeah. So, it's just, it's tough sledding for them. Yeah, very they tough. They averaged, over the season, less than two touchdowns a game. Ugh. They allowed over four touchdowns a game. That's not <laughs> winning football for no. the mathematicians yeah. out there. <laughs> you don't even really have to be that much of a mathematician. You just got to know four is greater than two. Exactly. Um. They rushed the ball a whole bunch of times. Four hundred sixty-nine yard or four hundred sixty-nine rush attempts for fifteen hundred and one yards. One hundred twenty-five a game. Considering Evan Hall had a nine hundred yard rushing season, that's not what you expect. Yeah. As I said, no one else contributed really. Um, their opponents ran wild over them. They rushed just under five hundred times for over 2200 yards 191 yards a game so not great defensively not great offensively and their passing not too great either um 210 passing yards a game which is understandable but it's not not sustainable um i think this year they have the majority of their offense is actually returning. So they have um, their main guys coming back. And I don't know what they're going to do because the one caveat to this is their best two playmakers are gone. So they needed to bring in some talent. And with this scandal happening, they could not bring in talent. They tried, albeit. I'll get to that here in a little bit, but bringing in talent into this disarrayed program is so, so difficult, especially for David Braun. I think that's his name. Yeah, David Braun. Um, I just don't know what Northwestern's going to be able to do this season. It's not a uh, fun position to be in, and I wish them the best on offense. Kind of moving on into some of other stats, they rushed for 11 touchdowns, 10 passing touchdowns, so 21 on the year, awful. They gave up 24 rushing touchdowns and 17 passing touchdowns, so their pass defense wasn't awful, 
They allowed 180 yards a game through the air. So respectable, but it's just, it's so bad. Uh, <laughs> the fighting, the former fighting Fitzgeralds. Oh, are we looking at the same talent level coming back? I mean, are we looking at the same kind of team? Offensively, the majority of their team, um, the majority of their non-skill positions are coming back. The problem is they're was losing eight. Evan Hull, who's now a Colt. They're losing their top receiver, Malik Washington, who's now a Virginia Cavalier. But they bring back their two starting quarterbacks in Ryan Holinsky and Brendan Sullivan. Uh, it, but neither but it, of them are even slated to start. I was going to say, is that even good? Like, if you bring back most of a team that isn't that went 1 and 11 last year. I mean, how excited are you about that? And and with neither yeah. of those guys slated to start, who is? Right. It, um they did bring in a transfer quarterback, but I mean, he's he t- their transfer quarterback they're bringing in is Ben Bryant from Cincinnati. Okay. So he basically took over for Desmond Ritter and did he was serviceable at Cincinnati. Before that, he was actually at Eastern Michigan. So he's he's been a few spots. So he's moving up the ranks. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in a couple wide receivers, one from Michigan and one from Arizona State. Now, there's a big caveat. You'd think Michigan wide receiver is going to be a world beater. You would assume, yeah. Right. This guy in three seasons at Michigan had 198 receiving Ooh. yards. And 186 rushing yards in three seasons. That's that's not those aren't stats that I love if I'm a Northwestern fan. Yeah, uh, 69 total yards in 2022. So Oof. he's a guy that didn't have any, didn't you know, didn't mesh with Michigan or just probably a log jam there too. So he decided to test the waters and came to Northwestern of all places. The other guy, Cam Johnson. He is from Arizona State. In 2022, he had 10 receptions for 84 yards. Okay, so they've got two receivers coming in that total less than, you know, what Charlie Jones got in a couple games last year. Yeah, pretty much. Um, It's it's not an ideal situation. There's no two ways to put it. I will say for Cam Johnson, he had a bad year at Arizona State, but before that, he had some serviceable years at Vanderbilt. In three seasons, he had ten touchdowns and about twelve hundred yards. Okay, I mean that's that's much better, but still, twelve hundred yards over three seasons doesn't exactly instill fear in the opposing defense. Right. So, and you have to have someone throw them the ball too. Right. So. So I mean. <laughs> Is there any aspect of Northwestern offense, defense, special teams that you've taken a look at and really said this area is actually improved or this area did get better? I'm going to take your mm. silence as a no. I mean, I think just by the sheer fact of how their quarterback play was, bringing in the Cincinnati quarterback is an upgrade. But we have to uh, take that with the massive grain of salt that how big of an upgrade is it? Right, so, right. So not um, you're. This is as much as you instilled fear in me during the Ohio State or Michigan conversation. This really is not making me afraid in any way for the game uh, against Northwestern. Right. Well, let me 
I kind of put this to myself earlier today, thinking about this. Purdue really only has two games in this season that are gimme. Mind you, you have to play the game still, but like as close as they are to gimme's, and they're the final two games of the season. It's yeah. Northwestern night. Those are the only two. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, you you do hate to say gimme's anytime you're playing a conference team, um, but both of them, Northwestern and I, you do look very bad, um, and right. don't look don't look improved from squads last year that Purdue beat. Um, you know, both of them last year too. But mm-hmm. yeah, the the Purdue schedule is a bit scary, but it would be wild to go, you know, uh, four and six, and then have the two remaining games and have a real shot to get bowl eligible. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, kind of the one area that they, I don't want to say improved, but they gained experience without losing their starter is their linebacker. So they're bringing back two. Our senior and a junior linebacker in Bryce Gallagher and Xander Mueller um, combined 187 total tackles, four sacks, three picks. Pretty good decent defense. there, yeah. Yeah, so good. That's one thing Northwestern has never struggled to have is a really good linebacker core, and it helps that Pat Fitzgerald was their coach. I was gonna say, yeah, uh, he was he was their guy. So I don't know right. if that's gonna make a difference you know, mm-hmm. right away because he was fired, you know, so close. So these are still his guys. It's likely still going to be his scheme. You know, they might tweak it a little bit, but it's, mm-hmm. it, man. I, of all the schools, you think it's going to have, like, a giant scandal within their football program. Northwestern, not near the top of my list. No, definitely not. It, so kind uh, of finishing off the defensive side of the ball, they lost their best defensive lineman, who is now an Indianapolis Colt, uh, I I couldn't even pronounce it if you said it to me three times in a row. Fair enough. Um, it's Atatamawa uh, Atabore. I'll just go it's, with that. Yeah. So, I mean, he had five sacks, nine tackles for loss, two forced fumbles. He was their star. As I said, he is now an Indianapolis Colt. And then they lost two members of their secondary in Jeremiah Lewis and Cameron Mitchell. One, Lewis is now playing for Duke, and Mitchell is a Cleveland Brown. So you go from Northwestern Ugh, to Cleveland. Sorry, sir. Yeah. Not not two programs that have been ensconced in glory, for sure. No, definitely not. So, I All figure right. we can end this on the high note. Yes, let's do it. I was, I, I'm trying to think. Go ahead. I I want to. I just need to think. Okay, eighteen for eighteen extra points. Perfect. They Perfect. did great. Over three on two point conversions for what it's worth. Yeah, that's not the kicker's fault. <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, seven of ten field goals and punting. Fifty six punts between two punters. Two thousand two hundred fifty six yards. An average of forty point three okay. uh, yards. And I will say, their punter is returning. All so, right. So, there you go. All right. So, I'll give you how many punts it is. It is 159,623 oh. punts from Ryan Field. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of things that, like, are Northwestern related or somehow maybe Pat's, Pat Fitzgerald related. 
from Ryan Field. You said over a hundred thousand. Uh, almost one hundred and sixty thousand. Oh my gosh, uh, I don't. The Great Wall of China. Uh, nope, not quite that far. I don't know. Can you give uh, me a hint? Is is this a northwestern related item or place? Uh, yes, and you've mentioned it during this podcast. Oh, of course. Um, so I also say it is about. 3,600 miles. 3,600 miles? And I've mentioned it on this podcast. You have. I have... N- is Oh, to where they played in Ireland and won their last football yes. game. <laughs> yes, it is to Aviva Stadium. Their sole victory. Perfect, perfect. I really should have gotten that sooner. That was... that was What an excellent choice. When I was like, mm-hmm. 3,600 miles? I'm like, the United States is only like 3,000 miles, so I'm going off, mm-hmm. the, off the country somewhere. Well done. Well done. Kudos. Kudos. Thank you. Just absolutely made me laugh, too. So that's always... Uh, that's hilarious. So, yeah. Um, you know, cats versus the world. Uh, as long as you're not playing in the United States, uh, you know, they're undefeated. But it is wild to think that they have not won a game on U.S. soil since 2021. Ooh, ooh. And who was that against? Your trivia question of the day. Oh, I honestly don't even know. I, I was just thinking because, you know, they, they went 0-11 in um, America last year. So clearly, mm-hmm. you know, they their last win would have been in 2021. I'm pulling up their schedule now um, from 2021 to see when their last victory actually was. So were they three and nine that year before? They were, yes. Okay. So their last. So it wasn't Illinois. No, um, their last victory on American soil was oh my gosh, all the way back it was at Ryan Field, October sixteenth, twenty twenty one, against none other than Rutgers. Rutgers. Oh, it's always Rutgers. It's always Rutgers. Uh. As, as the Athletic wrote a big article about how adding Rutgers to the Big Ten has been the worst move in realignment history. You know, you know, I like Rutgers. I like you. Got to have someone to punch down at. Um, <laughs> hey, they've been punching like, at us in, in basketball recently, so I wouldn't get too cocky. Yeah, that's true. Um, Geo Baker is finally gone, though. Yes, he is. Yes. Um, but, I mean, I would have preferred to keep Rutgers and get rid of Nebraska. Well, I guess, but you know, football is the is the driver, and Rutgers has not exactly been um, the key to uh, crowning glory on the Big Ten. And now that Greg Schiano is their coach again, I have another reason to root even harder against them because he was terrible as the Buccaneers head coach, um, mm-hmm. and apparently everyone hated him uh, in Tampa. Like all the players, it just absolutely hated the guy. Um, so that's another reason to dislike Rutgers on the football field. So the last last victory for Northwestern on American soil, October 16th, 2021. And I would mm-hmm. love it, absolutely love it, if they could get uh, a full two years without a victory on American soil. It'll take some doing, but I think we can get there. Uh, yeah, I mean, they – what's their non-conference? I mean – they they can lose. They lost to an FCS program last season, so it's definitely possible. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's I, it's without a doubt. I mean it's possible. You wonder though if they're going to come out in game one and have the the giant chip on their shoulder and actually pull yeah. out a victory, right? But you just you oh, just never know. That reminds me, first game of the season is against Rutgers for Northwestern. Oh this well, season. there you go. 
There, it's it's going to be Rutgers Retribution. Right. Full circle. Yep. And I, I've been trying to load their schedule this whole time. So, uh, yeah, they're non-conference. They've got UTEP. They've got Duke. Uh, and who else? Howard. Oh, Howard. The Howard Bison. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if they would have to lose their first uh, six games in order to surpass two years. So uh, it would be tough. It'll be tough. Um, mm-hmm. I think if nothing else, they can beat Howard, but you just never know. But uh, there we go. <laughs> Any final thoughts on Northwestern? Uh, they should play Miami. Cats versus convicts. There you go. <laughs> there we go. We'll leave it at that. Really looking forward to a game against uh, Northwestern. Hopefully it will be a Purdue victory. We've got one more game left on the schedule to discuss. That is going to be on our next podcast. That will be the game against IU. And then it's game week, folks. And uh, coming up midweek on our uh, podcast next week, we've got some folks from the Fresno State um, podcast who are going to come on and we're going to talk Fresno State and we're going to give you our predictions uh, for the game as well as kind of broader predictions uh, for the entirety of next season. So until then, folks, thanks for listening. Make sure to check out the show notes, see if you can win some NFL tickets. Thanks so much for joining us. Boiler up. We're down. We're down.